Visioneers, welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're starting a brand new series where we're interviewing business owners who not only survived but thrived during the last recession. And I'm sure this week's guest is a secure bet. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. This is David Collins with Commercial Trade, and I'd like to share a business secret, a secret that's allowed me to become more successful, to generate new sales and attract new customers. And the best part is it doesn't cost any money out of my pocket. For only 25 minutes a week, I can pick up some terrific ideas from some business experts that helps me expand my sales practice for commercial trade. And what's that secret? It's the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Thank you. Before we begin our interview with this week's successful small business vision year, I want to take a moment and thank you, the listener, for watching the Small Business Celebration podcast. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you're about to hear an example of why after several thousand downloads, small business owners, small business leaders, presidents, CEOs, CFOs, and general managers all download the Small Business Celebration podcast in record numbers on a weekly basis. We want to thank the tremendous content that our vision year guests continue to provide this podcast, our sponsors, and you, Vision Year Nation who continue to absorb the information given on this podcast and because of it are growing a strong and profitable business. And we thank you. Our guest this week is Molly Busaka, the owner of Secure Systems. Welcome to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Thank you. And for visionaries who don't know who you are, tell us who you are and what it is that you do. My name is Molly Busaka, and along with my husband, Bruce, I own and operate Secure Systems, which is an alarm company in Bakersfield, California. Security systems is not exactly something that you wake up one morning and say, you know what, I'm going to start an alarm company. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Briefly tell us, how did you get involved with this project? Well, it actually starts as a high school love story. I met my husband, Bruce, when I was at Bakersfield High School in 1980, uh -huh. and he was a senior. I was a freshman. And if you think back, 1980 was a very pivotal year. Hmm. It was when the computer chip was getting smaller. Microsoft was in its infancy. Apple was just beginning as well. It affected all kinds of electronics, including security systems. Hmm. And Bruce happened to fall into that. Hmm. He had a customer slash acquaintance at the time who needed a security system. Mm -hmm. And you could actually buy parts at a store. And <laughs> he had never installed a security system, mm -hmm. but always very good with his hands and electronics. And so he said, yes, I'll do that. And I was young. We were just dating, but that's all he would talk about. <laughs> and I went away to college, came back to Bakersfield. We got married. I was working at a different job, and he was still doing that. Mm. And again, he talked about it all the time. <laughs> and we had started going to security shows back in the day in Las Vegas. And so I knew my way around the alarm shows. I had worked for him one summer during college doing sales for alarm systems. And at this point, I understood what the business was all about mm. and made a big decision to start working with him. And no, in a million years, I never thought I would be <laughs> running an alarm company when I grew up. So, What did your family and friends tell you about going into business with your husband? 
I look back now and I understand that the look in their eyes was an excitement. It was terror. <laughs> it, it was a huge decision. I knew I was making a very, very big decision. I was working at the time at the local newspaper in mm -hmm. a sales and marketing job. And I enjoyed it a lot, but I was ready to try something else. Mm. And ironically, I had applied for a job and didn't get it. I was so upset and so disappointed. And now looking back, I realized that the path that opened up was my husband saying, why don't you bring those skill sets to our business and we can do this together? I ended up talking to a couple of different people who worked with their spouses and asked them, what's your advice right. about doing this? Do you recommend it? And they almost all said, no, I don't recommend <laughs> it. But if you are going to do it, there are some basic things I'd keep in mind. and Such as what? Well, one of the ones, which was a huge one for me to take away, was you can't both be the boss at the uh, same time. You have to make a choice. Okay. And that was huge. And it is something I abide by. We have our separate roles that we do, and we respect them. It isn't easy. The other thing they said is you can never fight in front of your employees. <laughs> I said, it's not comfortable. Don't bring your personal business. And that is something that I think is really, really important because you, it's natural to get, maybe not for some people, but other people, it's natural to get irritated at your spouse and maybe say things that you wouldn't say on a professional level. Right. And you do have to have that same professionalism as a working couple in a business because it's going to garner the respect and it makes your employees more comfortable. I can't say that we've always been perfect on both counts, right. but it is certainly something that we really try to abide by. And that truce, as it were, you know, the willingness to abide by these rules has taken your business together for how many years? Well, his first alarm was in 1980, so I can't even believe it's going to be 40 years. But <laughs> yeah, and that, that customer is still our customer. So it's crazy. I mean, we're at this point, we've done the children and grandchildren, some of our first existing clients, and it's, it's kind of mind-blowing. One of the advantages that your business has, and we'll be very blatant and upfront with this, is that in this era of COVID-19, you have been deemed an essential business. And so that has really helped your business stay open because as Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you're the second level of the basic of the pyramid. Even though you're an essential business, you've been affected by COVID-19 and the environment. And how has your business been affected by this, even though you're an essential business and stayed open? Oh, absolutely we've been affected. I mean, I think everyone kind of went into shock and a natural pullback movement. Mm -hmm. We took some proactive actions just to make sure that we could, number one, stay in business, it's made some difficult decisions. And I will tell you that, yes, being an essential business and particularly the type of business that we are, the second thing we looked at was our biggest favor we could do to our customers is to make sure they were prepared. Mm. Unfortunately, some people had to make layoffs. Some people, their businesses were going to be unattended. And so we made a concerted effort to reach out to those people to make sure that they updated their user list. If they had to take out codes that they did so, that they made sure their alarm systems were working. We had some owners of large businesses that had never personally used their own alarm system mm. because it was a managerial, you know, function and maybe a manager had been furloughed. Right. There were some very 
sad and uncomfortable situations that we had to help step into and shepherd some people through. And I think that that was a key thing for us to do because although we feel very fortunate to be essential, we also take that responsibility of what that means mm-hmm. very seriously. One of the other things that I've noticed is because you're an essential business, you have also taken all the precautions of making the markers that are six feet apart. Everybody wears masks. Believe it or not, yes, we are sitting more than six feet apart when we're having this conversation while we're doing this. But you have been implementing these. Is it mostly for perception of the public or is it a combination of both the public safety and your employee safety? I would say definitely a combination of all the above. You know, there's still so much we don't know about it. Mm-hmm. So much speculation that has gone on, but I would much rather err on the side of caution. Mm-hmm. Our employees do all wear masks. We sanitize their vehicles. They have protocols they have to follow when they go into people's homes and businesses. As well, we have those types of protocols here in the office. Again, I'd rather error on the side of safety Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're doing the right thing, both to keep them safe and to keep our customers safe. One of the things that we had talked about prior to our conversation here is there has been a significant uptick in cameras with this COVID-19 situation. Explain to our listeners who may not understand why cameras and security are such a big deal. Yeah, cameras have been on the rise for several years now. Number one, like so many pieces of equipment, they have improved. The prices have come down. What they can do has improved dramatically. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about the cameras, again, going back to businesses that were off-site, they could see what was going on. And if alarm was triggered, it would send a clip of what was going on to their phone. Uh, And unfortunately, we have seen some issues where people were having, again, unattended businesses and homes because people were traveling maybe somewhere else to shelter in place and they wanted the ability to know what was going on at their home. That has been a big part of our business, like I said, for a while. And we've noticed this is tweaking down to really meet those needs. The next thing, if I can go so far as to make a prediction and you're starting to hear it, is that the cameras have the ability, they have thermal readers in them. Mm-hmm. And so you're already- And what is a thermal reader? A thermal reader essentially can read what your body temperature is. Ah, this is important because? Because of the temperature of a person if they're sick. Got it. And so I know people will start to see those in businesses. The casinos are already rolling that out in place for part of their opening strategy. They've been used in other countries before, but they'll be able to tell if somebody has a temperature and flag that person. As far as price ranges of systems go, one of the things that some business owners think about is I can go online and I can buy a security system in a box and put it in myself. And yet... What you offer is something more sophisticated and a different price range, or how do you approach that? No, definitely. And this is something, you know, we've dealt with forever in our business mm-hmm. because, and why I always use the analogy of cars, you can get the least expensive car and get the most expensive car. They're both going to take you up the hill. Mm-hmm but they're completely different experiences. Do you want a Volkswagen or a Ferrari? Exactly. (laughs) And we, a long time ago, realized that our target market was the mid to high end. We do sell better products. We sell products that are going to work when you have a situation or a problem. We see it time and time again. We take great pride in our security systems that they have every measure and they can't be hacked. They can't be defeated. Are there always ways people can do that? Of course, 
people put a lock on the door and somebody figures out how to break the lock. Right. However, you want to have as many roadblocks in that process to prevent those types of issues as possible. Right. We have taken those steps to make sure the products that we provide are hopefully one step ahead of somebody figuring out how to do it. Same with the cameras. And absolutely, you can. You can buy them in a box. You can put them up yourself. There are a lot of differences. Differences of quality of the camera, where it's recording to, how long the recording is. And again, you don't know if it's going to work for you or not until something happens. That's where Again, it's part of the selling process to find out what somebody needs. We're not a one-stop shop. I need to find out what you're trying to do. Mm. And sometimes you don't know what you're trying to do till you talk it out. Or you realize that you should have had that camera that can detect somebody with 101. Yeah, that's a whole new field. And the thing that we see more right now is you want a camera that is going to show someone at a particular entrance and is going to catch you know, a face or a license plate. And those are very specific needs. And if Visioneer Nation wanted to find out more information from you on that, how do they get in touch with you? The office is the first place you call. And what's that phone number? 661-326-1747. And what was that number again? 661-326-1747. Have you pulled your old computer out of mothballs and are trying to make it work during this COVID-19 quarantine? Are you having problems with system updates or viruses? How about questions about using Zoom? Have no fear. The highly trained staff at Bakersfield Bytes is here to serve you. As Kern County's number one rated computer repair store, your business's computers are in good hands. Need to upgrade your computer? No problem. Need a stronger network? No problem. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 and keep the backbone of your business in tip-top shape. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 or at bakersfieldbytes.com. That's bakersfieldbytes.com. We're here with Molly Busaka with Secure Systems, and we're talking about COVID-19 and how the business is dealing with that. But it's looking like businesses are starting to have the ability to open back up. This was inevitable. We weren't going to be on lockdown forever. And what plans have you and your husband put into place now so that when the quarantine is lifted, you have hit the ground running? We've been talking about this in terms of our, our yearly goals that we've set for ourselves and how that meshes with the pandemic and the mm. lockdown. It has been a scary time because right. it's a trickle-down effect for everybody. Right. So the biggest thing that we have looked at is what our existing customer base, have their needs changed? Is there something that we need to make sure that we're addressing in terms of security? Mm. There are some things that we did see an uptick in. And so we are- Such as? phone lines, if someone was on a landline, that landlines were all of a sudden were being attacked again. Mm. So making sure that they have a more state-of-the-art way to send that signal. Hmm. Some of this is just basic housekeeping, making sure that my customers know that they have an updated call list, that they can get texts if their alarm goes off or their cameras. Do they need to upgrade any of their equipment? And so that was our first thing that we're looking at to make sure that they're comfortable and that they are prepared for what could happen. One of the great things about doing that too is you can do that with a phone call. 
even when everybody's quarantined, you can still yep. do that with a phone call. You can still do that with instant messenger. You can still do that through LinkedIn. And that's something that you're doing now to prepare for when the quarantine is lifted. But the day it becomes lifted, what plan do you have to execute that and all that information you've gathered? Well, we're already seeing it kind of rolling into place mm. because like you said, really, we haven't stopped working and we're already seeing people taking those measures. And so what we've been fortunate because we've been working through this, we have actually been able to see kind of the shift of what people are wanting. And mm. so we're anticipating what we're going to see as those needs. And again, having been in business this long, number one, we have a lot of older systems. Mm. And so that's something we're addressing with our customers as they're calling in, as we are reaching out to them. Maybe it's time to update what you have to make right. sure it still is going to meet those needs for you, whether it's updating it so you can use it through your phone or adding a camera to your system. And so those are things we've already been marketing towards and seeing that our customers are responsive to. One of the things I also wanted to ask about is access control, because that's something else that you do as well. And as technology moves forward and becomes more sophisticated, why is there such a concern about access control and security? Access control is a big area as well. And it's something that... And first of all, what is access control? I was control? just going to say, it's something that a lot of people don't... You say that and they don't necessarily understand it. Right. And it's a card or a key fob that allows you access into a building. Mm. The beauty of that is when you flush that card, it is logged in a computer who you are, what time you came in. As well, you have internal controls and internal doors. And so now somebody can segregate their office. For instance, everyone has access to the conference room, but only a certain number of people have access to, say, the accounting office or in a doctor's office to the pharmacy closet. Right. That's a beautiful thing that allows businesses to really know and set parameters for who's coming in and what time. Right. Typical employee has access Monday through Friday, eight to five. Owner has 24 seven. Somebody needs to work late one night. It can be extended. Someone is let go. The card's taken out immediately right. and the schedules are changed. That is something that we have seen throughout the last six weeks that all of a sudden it's really clicking for people that they're interested in. There's a certain amount of psychology that gets involved with this too, because a lot of business owners, they're mentally frozen and some of them are still trying to figure out how to unthaw that mm -hmm. thinking. One of the things that you're particularly good at and that your background is in is in psychology. Yes. And when you're working with a new client, a new customer, and you had mentioned before that part of your responsibility is to help them explore the things they haven't thought about. Give us an example of how you've gone through that process where you've got a customer that's come in, they're looking to use your products and services, but you're trying to get more information from them so you can best serve them. How do you do that? You know, that's something we do every day because people will call and say, how much, how much? Right. And we always like to take a step back and say, before we talk price, talk to me about what you're trying to do. Mm. Is this for your home? Is this for your business? If it's for your home, what's your stress point? Are you worried when you're gone? Are you worried when you're home? Mm. Is it both? Because in that case, I'm going to sell you a different type of system. Do you have young children that will be using the system? Are you worried about knowing when they're going to be coming home and leaving potentially? If you're a business, do you have assets you're trying to protect? 
Are you trying to control the flow of people? And a lot of these questions people haven't even necessarily thought about. Mm. And, you know, you do enough businesses, you see enough parallels. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, schools. Schools have a lot of the same needs right? and can be set up so you can leapfrog off that. Same with we do a lot of pharmacies. Pharmacies have very similar needs as well. Retail environment, a retail environment, especially when they're a small business, sole proprietor, I always have a little extra special pitch to talk about their own personal safety. Do you have a plan? You're in this business by yourself. I don't want to scare you, but I want you to be prepared. And my system is only part of it. You also need to have a plan. It's very gratifying to watch people all of a sudden say, I never thought about that. Let's talk a little bit more and help them to figure out the best way to protect themselves and their business or their home. Build a plan. This sounds like something that's been part of your DNA forever and ever and ever. I'm a little bit of a planner. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Yeah, absolutely am. And well, part of that is there's a blessing and the curse of being the planner is you like to analyze things. You like to see how things work. You're always curious on how the who's he, what's it fits into the thingamajig to make the, the, the other thing work and happen. And this is something that is part of your DNA, about your personality, but there has been probably a time where that's gone a little too far. Is there a time when you've realized that there's a little bit too more detailitis and you kind of went, you know, I probably shouldn't do that? Well, I think the hardest thing is that people don't necessarily always appreciate your detailitis. <laughs> and not that they don't appreciate, like, I'm not saying they don't stand up and give you a standing ovation, but they don't want to dive in that deep. They just wanted to work. And (laughs) it's hard because you do have to walk away. And my husband and I are both the same way because we don't want to sell you something if we don't think it's going to meet your needs. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if it scares us that we've seen holes in what we're giving you. Right. And so that's the hardest part is saying like, and yet you have to respect people's budgets and their feelings as far as what they think is going to work. You have not just one child, not two, but triplets. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I'm sure all three children are exactly the same. Exactly. They're a cookie cutter package. (laughs) (laughs) How has being a parent, being married to your co-owner, affected the way you've you brought up your children, especially with this idea of wanting to have a perfect plan all the time for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And how has having children adjusted that for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not for sure. The reality hits. <laughs> yeah. First of all, we felt very lucky. We worked very hard to have those kids. And so it's they are definitely the best part of our lives. And they're older now, but it's just been fantastic. I can complain about having three at one time, but I also feel like I've always have to praise it as well because we wanted it so badly. But they have been the biggest teachers to us, (laughs) not only that you can't predict everything and you can't make everything work just right, but also because we have wanted so much for them and wanted to be good parents, it made us better, I think, business owners. How is that? Well, I think for starters, and I think every parent can appreciate this, the magnitude of the responsibility you have when you become a parent 
and you realize you are the one that is choosing what they're going to eat, what they're going to wear, if they're comfortable and they can't talk to you and tell you what's <laughs> working. And there's just so much responsibility, but you start to find your way and you start to say, all right, this is the decision I'm making and I'm living by this decision. This is what we're going to do. And, and this is how we're going to do it. And Bruce and I are both those kind of parents. We were scheduled kind of a necessity, but yeah, I am kind of a scheduled person. <laughs> but it turned around and I realized in my own business that I wouldn't have necessarily a caregiver or do something for my child that I didn't think was appropriate or that it was up to my standards. And so that's one of the hardest parts of a business to say, either this employee isn't working out or this process isn't what I thought it was going to be and uh, I need to make a change. And that's the tough one. You've gone through and you've scripted every detail out and then something happens and something shifts. And that's part of the growing process. And that's something that in the 20, 30, 40 years of doing yeah. this, you've learned a lot how to do, correct? Oh, Absolutely. Engineers, John F. Kennedy said a rising tide floats all ships. Rise your business to the top by posting at least three pictures or posts of your favorite local small business this month while tagging you, the business leader, and the Small Business Celebration podcast or myself, Michael Roberts, on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Not only will we recognize you and share your post to our over 4,000 small business connections, but we'll also be able to recognize you and the visioneer you have tagged as well. Have fun and gain recognition for your business for free. Post at least three selfies this month with you and your favorite local small business while tagging you, the business leader, and the Small Business Celebration podcast or myself, Michael Roberts, on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook today. We're here with Molly Busaka, the co-owner of Secure Systems. And one of the things I wanted to talk and ask you about is taking care of yourself. Because one of the things that I've noticed in our conversation is that you are very goal-oriented. You like to win. You like to succeed. And you could spend 27 hours a day in the office, 19 days a week, <laughs> if you don't take care of yourself. And you're grinning and nodding and say you've been there. What happened for you to realize that kind of a lifestyle was unsustainable? Well, my co-owner, my husband, he enjoys life and he is a lot of fun. So he's always made that our priority. I'm so grateful for that. So we do work hard and we always say we play hard. Traveling has always been a priority for us. Well, where have you traveled to? We've traveled a lot of places and we enjoy travel and hopefully we'll get to travel again. And we have taken our children since they were very young. We love Europe. We've been to South America. We've been a lot of places throughout the world. We've had been very fortunate to be able to do that, but it's definitely one of our favorite things to land in a country where you don't know the language, you don't know the food, you don't know the money, <laughs> and you have to figure it all out. And I had traveled more than my husband before we got married. And the first time we landed in a foreign country, he kind of freaked out because <laughs> we don't know where we're going in how do we do this? And I just, I looked at him, I said, you're going to have to take a step back because you're not going to know any of the answers. Right. And for me, I had learned that lesson relatively young and it's something that 
because my real life is so structured, right? I love traveling <laughs> because, and we, I will go a lot of times without an itinerary. Wow. And just, I read, I know everything about where we're going, <laughs> but then we, we find hotels along the way right? and we decide, you know, one to two days ahead of time what we're going to do. It's a good counterbalance. How has all this travel influenced the way you do business? It's made me very open-minded. How so? Because you see that there are a lot of universal things that we have, but there are a lot of things that we have here as priorities that aren't necessarily a priority somewhere else. Hmm. Such as? Well, we put a lot of value on stuff. Right. And I can so appreciate that. But when you travel to places where they don't have the means to have as much stuff, but they're still every bit as happy, it makes you really understand that that isn't the end all. <laughs> and also it's made me understand that you can live out of a suitcase for 30 days and, and really do it with two pairs of shoes and two pairs of jeans. And it makes you rethink your whole life when you get back. Two pairs of jeans and two pairs of shoes is okay. Yeah. But one of the other things that you do a lot of is you do a lot of physical activity and it's part of your DNA. For as structured as you are and as as hard as you work, why is physical exertion such an important part of your life? First of all, it makes me happy. Yeah, okay. I, li I like those endorphins, but it is another part of me, just the challenge and knowing that I can do something. I've always loved to run and I've done triathlons in my life. I've done different types of gyms, different programs. I enjoy feeling good uh, and eating healthy and exercise all dovetails into that. But yeah, it is definitely part of my DNA. That 5K, five mile run, first thing in the morning to clear out all the gray matter and get the blood pumping, definitely good stuff. Yes, absolutely. One of the things I noticed for Vision Your Nation, if you get a chance to swing by Molly's Facebook page, she's got a great workout video. It's very impressive if you get a chance to realize that she was doing this workout shortly after having her triplets. And it's something you've got to see. It's just absolutely wonderful. But it also gets back to the core nature of who you are. Because what you're doing in that video is showing true grit. You did not have to be there. It's not a good time. <laughs> and yet it's very much a part of who you are and the way you do things. For visionaries who don't necessarily see the value in doing all that work and all that physical effort, why is it so important to do that and go through that every morning, all that pain, getting up way before the rooster crows <laughs> to do this? But why is this important to the success of your business? I think, first of all, it is important to take care of yourself. And Why is that? That's who you bring to work every day. Ah. And I always say that I was lucky to be raised by parents, and particularly my mother always said that you have to like yourself the most. Ah. And not necessarily on an arrogance level, but what that goes down to, it means taking care of yourself, respecting yourself, and knowing that you're doing the best by yourself. And for me, taking care of myself physically is a big part of that. And I do, I enjoy it. When I get done with it, I feel like, okay, I can go take on the world, but also it does make me feel good. And like you said, clear out the mind. And a lot of times it's funny, I find in those runs or whether I'm at the gym, I'll solve a problem 
like something just comes to me, like a new way to do something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that, that, I worked so hard yesterday and couldn't figure that out. So that's another part for me. One of the other things that you also do is you're a voracious reader. And why is reading such a big deal and so important to the success of your business? I think reading's everything. Why is that? First of all, you get to go travel other places when you pick up a book. You're in a different time. You're in a different place. You can learn so much from a book when it comes to straight business just based on seeing another person's perspective mm. or an experience that they had. And I always laugh and say that I was a psychology major, mm -hmm. business emphasis. And I, yes, I took business classes and I took accounting one and two and I took them twice because wow. I did not do well. <laughs> and so therefore I've learned a lot and I've learned by reading and really digging into it. And funny thing how once you're really doing it, you love it. What book would you recommend to Vision Nation that you enjoyed the most right now? I will tell you the book that I've given all my kids and anyone who listened to me, it's called Financial Intelligence. By who wrote that? It is by Joe Burns. It breaks down the financial statement and your basic information that you put in bookkeeping, the best of any book I've ever read. Really? Yeah. It's just a fantastic way to look at it. Even as a seasoned business owner, I pick that book up probably once every three months just to go through a chapter, just to get another handle on it and to understand mm -hmm. some of the basics. And I always turn around and I go back and I look at my books and I look at my numbers just based on that. I love that book. For Visioneer Nation, what is one thing that you would recommend to them that they could do today to grow a strong and profitable business? I also tell people when they are starting a business that and we see a lot of people going into business and it's such a heady time and it's so exciting. And even if you don't know it is, it is, it's exciting to create something. Right. But I do feel like understanding your money is one of the most important tenets of it. And that goes back as well. Take some classes. If that's not your strength, don't just hand it off to your accountant or bookkeeper. You need to understand that. Don't put it in somebody else's hands. That's your most important thing because if you aren't making money or you lose you know, a big contract or an expense, you're going to be out of business. So that is your responsibility and educate yourself. You have that ability to do it. For the business owner who's been in business for 10 years or 15 years, what lesson or what, would, what encouragement would you give them so they could also be successful or continue? I would say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, re I really would because I, I think that particularly with everything that we went just have been going through with the pandemic and the CARES Act and the different things, a lot of people don't have the ability at their fingertips, especially small businesses, to pull out those essential financial records. Mm. You need to keep up with them. And I have talked to so many people that struggled with that. And it's hard. It's not as exciting as selling something because selling is so exciting and right. making people feel good is exciting. But it's your money and you need to know where your payroll records are. What was your gross sales for the week? What were your expenses for the week? What is your cash flow? What does it take for your business to survive? And that changes. And that's why it's so important for even established businesses to constantly reassess themselves. Molly, this has been a pleasure. Thank you for being Thank on the you. Small Business Celebration Podcast and offering your truth and your wisdom. We sincerely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Have you pulled your old computer out of mothballs and are trying to make it work during this COVID-19 quarantine? Are you having problems with system updates or viruses? How about questions about using Zoom? Have no fear. The highly trained staff at Bakersfield Bytes is here to serve you. As Kern County's number one rated computer repair store, your business's computers are in good hands. Need to upgrade your computer? No problem. Need a stronger network? No problem. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 and keep the backbone of your business in tip-top shape. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 or at bakersfieldbytes.com. That's bakersfieldbytes.com. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world, not as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Join the Visioneer Tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.